Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Blue Line Icing presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. It is myself, Greg the Prophet Piatelli, and Jared Barnes going through the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. We did put a blog out right before the second round started with our official picks, but we are catching up, seeing how our picks are doing, and going through every single matchup. It was a ton of fun to record. We cannot wait to hear what you guys think. Let us know in the comments. But as always, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Again, find us under the bullpen cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderbox Sports on Instagram and Facebook, just like our website. But enjoy this episode, guys. It was a lot of fun to record. And here we go. And we are live. Welcome to this second round preview of Blue Line Icing. Presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of of the bullpen cart podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me are our two experts, if we want to call them that. Jared, of course, being the winner of the first round. So, Jared, we'll start with you. How are you, my friend? I am well, gentlemen. I have no legs under me currently. I ran a half marathon this morning up in Bethlehem, in Allentown to be exact. No legs underneath me. You're going to have to carry me the whole time. I mean, you carried us in the first round. And aside from his Bruins, Greg came in at a at a one and seven record out of the first round. Greg, how you feeling, my man? I don't I don't know if that's accurate. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say uh, you were one and seven. So I was one. You were one and seven. I was two and seven or two and six. J- Jared was three and five. Yep. It, it's weird. Because, was, it's weird because I picked. Uh, I know for a fact that I picked the Blues to win, but yet somehow. You said Winnipeg on the pot. Uh, well, my bracket challenge, I'm looking at it, says the uh, blue. So. Uh, if the money's down, I'll take the money down. But on the podcast, you said Winnipeg. I, think, I believe you. I think no, Jared I, and I picked the St. Pick St. Louis, so you wanted to go against the green, which is understandable. I believe understandable. you. No, I believe you. I'm just saying it's yeah. weird. It's weird because I, I was looking at it, and I thought I got robbed because I thought I had picked St. Louis, but uh, apparently... When you listen back, we'll have to have the. Uh, I wrote it down as we were as we as we were recording. So we'll have to have the listeners actually listen to us and. Uh, yeah, tweet at us. Tweet hashtag Greg is right or Greg is wrong, and we'll see. We'll see what what Sir Gregor has. But how how you feeling otherwise? I mean, the Bruins are are through. They're the only. They're one of the only top seeds that actually made it through the first round. How you feeling, Greg? Uh, deadlocked in a. Deadlocked in a, in a physical series, and the Bruins at uh, their game, their in game two looked uh, double overtime, but they looked super, super tired and uh, a little, little sluggish. What so, was what was Patrice doing there last night? I, he couldn't score, and when you can't score, you get frustrated. I guess. You well, know, trust me, I know the feeling. There's a <laughs> nice. Uh, Bergeron took a crucial penalty and. But honestly, it goes back to Charlie Coyle, the guy who's been carrying the team yes. uh, the last couple games, had an 
awful turnover, something they teach with mini mites, never throw the puck blindly through the middle. Uh, and he threw the puck blindly through the middle, and, and that was the game-tying goal. And Tuca played unreal two overtimes later, later and now they're 1-1 going back to Columbus. Well, that's the thing. It was actually on ESPN, as I'm looking at it here, that was actually called the dud of the night. Um, mm. now, now, granted, uh, Chris so Letang... ESPN even talk about hockey. Yeah, I mean, you look at Chris Letang for the Penguins. He did that at least seven times. And, Jordy, you were here for one game, and I was screaming at the TV. And I had multiple other people as I was watching the game. What is the one thing we always talk about? You never pass the puck in front of the net. Nope. Never. Nope. I just, I just, it just bothers the hell out of me. But moving on. Mini, I mean, mini mites, something you learn in mini mites. It's yeah, that. I played mini mites, man. I only played at the Boys and Girls Club. That's where you, I started. You probably Still learned though. it. You probably learned it at the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. It's, my nickname it's, was Deadeye growing up. Do you think I learned at the Boys and Girls Club and I wasn't a sniper with my nickname? You're dead shot like Will Smith in that, uh, nope, that nope. shitty, that shitty DC movie. To quote Mr. Dinkfeld, it's like you have two dead eyes. You can't hit the broad side of the barn. You suck. I mean, I've seen you swing. I've seen you swing the stick before. Well, it goes. It go go a long way. (laughs) So, anyway, point is, Jordy, uh, all my bracket challenges I had St. Louis down, uh, and I had them winning going to the Western Conference Finals. So, uh, but you know what? I'll trust the blog. I'll trust your write up. Just embarrass me on uh, for the whole internet to see. So, oh, so it, it happens. I, I, mean, I appreciate you embarrassing me like that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I the only thing I had to brag about is is out of going two for six, the only thing I still have going for me is I picked the Bruins to win Stanley Cup, and they're only finalists of the of the three of us in picks to yeah. still be alive. So no, and 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 uh, more credit to you. And I said if if Tampa, if it wasn't Tampa, it would be Boston. But yeah, Boston just a seven game grind with Toronto. Columbus is looking like it's going to be another seven game physical grind. So I don't know, man. It's uh, it's going to be tough. And we, we talked about it first and foremost. The second round matchup between Carolina and the New York Islanders yep. in a private text. What a joke of a series. Yeah, uh, Jesus. Should we should we start there, Jordy, in the second yeah, round? Uh, yeah, let, let's let's start there because this was the series none of us had. We we all had picked the same way for the first round, so none of us even had either of these teams here. And both games have been absolutely abysmal. And I mean, the Carolina won this afternoon. We're recording this Sunday night, right before Game of Thrones. Um, and I mean, they're up two zero going home. Love but, it. Yeah, I mean. The Islanders, I, I think all three of us, we all picked the Islanders to win uh, in, in different games and whatnot. Um, but they, they, I mean, it looks like they just ran out of steam after after the the win against the Penguins. No, Carolina, I picked, I picked the Islanders to get swept by the Penguins. Yeah, that's true. You did. Um, and yeah. Jared and I both had them in five, or yeah. the Penguins in five. But we we all thought these guys were going to run out of steam coming into the playoffs. It looks like they've run out of steam now. I don't I don't know if I'm just trying to simplify oversimplify this or, or if I'm just thinking correctly, but I mean, Carolina I, just knows how to grind this thing out. I have a question for Jared. Yes. Did Matt Murray play terribly? Because yep. this Islanders team has zero Barzell. They have one player. Sorry. One, yep. one offensive player. Did, did Matt Murray just not show up? So I, I think it's a, it's a conglomeration of things. Number one, you had, you had five, you have five people on a line as we all know. 
and we were all playing as single players. We weren't playing as a team. And when Matt Murray is the only your last line of defense, and his glove hand is worse than my glove hand at first base, um, there's not much you can do. And that's the part where a lot of people are on Murray. They're also on um, Sullivan as well, bitching about him. And, and I'll be quite honest with you, you can only do so much when your defense isn't there as a goalie. But there was a lot of goals that went short side or they went through the six hole on Murray. And – it was one of those where, I don't know, I, I just really feel that he did what he could, and it's you just can't win that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was just shocked because after watching the first two games with Carolina and the Islanders, um, and I guess we're picking as if picking the series based on us not knowing the, the, the score or whatever, but the Islanders just have little to no offense. And we said it coming into the, into the series uh, or, in, you know, into the second round, into the, po- into the playoffs in general, that they had one player and, and to see a team like Pittsburgh who has all the talent in the world and all world players, them get beat essentially by one guy really makes you beg the question. Is it really that they have zero defense? Is it really that Murray's that bad? Like what is the root cause of their problems? Uh, there, there's a lot. I mean, right now it's looking like Kessel's going to get traded. Malkin could get traded. Hornquist. They're going to um, get rid of Malkin? I, th- I Honestly, I think they should. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's Interesting. been a lot. There is a lot. And this is not about the Penguins. We'll leave it at this. I think there's a lot of with Malkin. He's really become a reckless player and very selfish. Mm-hmm. And we don't need that. Wow. Sure. Okay. Maybe the, maybe the Flyers can pick him up, Jordy. I mean, uh, I don't know if he, I, you know, then again, I, I was about to say, I don't know if he'd be welcome here, but then again, we've picked up previous penguins before like Maxime Talbot and they fit in well, but you know, I, I, I don't know if the flyers are in a position to make trades and that's not nothing out of them, but on the Islanders though, I mean, we, we, the biggest question mark we have was Robin Lehner and whether or not Thomas Grice would get time. And obviously it was all Lehner in the first, you know, in the first round and, and he played outstanding. So, I mean, we can't really, we can't really limit what the what the islanders did for those first four games yep um that i think what carolina proved against washington is that they can play both that grinded out game and they can dig themselves out of holes that washington certainly put them in and the islanders have in both games um but they can also play that run and gun game and we haven't seen that yet and we might see it when it moves back to carolina carolina with them already up 2-0 so i don't know i i really think that the hurricanes have just been and it's crazy to say this with, with Barry Trotz as the bench boss of, of the Islanders, but I think Rod Brindamore has just outcoached him here. Um, and yeah, Barzell, you know, he's played okay in this, in this round specifically, but those Islanders teams well, the, have done really well. Or the, the Hurricanes, they, they excuse have. me. And one of the things I can say is from watching the Penguin series now, the Island or the Hurricanes Islander series, there it's a different pace. There's not with like the Penguins where you're trying for that outlet pass, which means you're going to strand mm-hmm. somebody in the back. They're playing sure. man on man. So that's the real big difference where you're going through and you're trying to see and what's going on and all that. And like, oh, let me throw an outlet or oh, let me throw a dump and run. You're not seeing that with Carolina. Yeah. And and one thing to be to be worried about, too, is Peter Morazic did leave today's game. He was he was a little banged up. And Curtis McElhinney, I think I'm pronouncing his last name right, but nope. he subbed in. He subbed in really well. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, well enough. They came down from what from one oh. Um, I don't, I don't know. They're they're moving home. They're up two zero. But is that something to be concerned about? All three of us pick Carolina. Does that make you worried at all? Seeing that that Mrazek's a little banged up. Yes, but it depends upon what it is, right? If it's a groin, you know, you stretch it out in the next two days, he could be fine. If it's a hamstring, similar thing. But you know, groin lingers longer. Um, whereas you know, if it's something like a tear, if it's something long term, yep. um then McElhaney, uh, their backup, you know, he looks shaky. Not going to lie. They, the Islanders hit the post and crossbar a couple of time and a uh, couple chances they could have put in just like the Bruins. But, uh, you know, it's to me, it, it definitely affects the series, definitely changes the game because it's a whole different style of play when you, when you have a backup goalie and you have, you know, you have to adjust, you have to play differently defensively. You can't trust your goalie as much. You, you know, you do things differently. Um, you just, are more you you pinch less you know you're less aggressive because you're trying to protect the net it's just a completely different game that you'd play as a team so i think it does affect them i think it does change their style of play but at the same time um the, if carolina's proven anything they're just a bunch of tryhards that'll figure out anything so uh <laughs> and the islanders you know they're terrible so yeah this is true but they beat the penguinis so it's fine yeah, that was that. That one hurt beating the Penguins. That really hurt my oh, pride. It hurt you. Well, let's, <laughs> well, let's move on. Let's move on and talk about that double double overtime loss last night, there, Gregorio. Yeah, yeah we'll man. move over. We'll move over, and, and Jared, I'm gonna have this be a theme of the night of of just of speaking Pittsburgh with Jared of your quotes. Oh, um, so the the Carolina the Carolina Islanders. You just had the jerks will beat the seamen. I mean, seamen. And six right. games. Are you sticking with that? Six games. You still feel confident there were that way? Well, especially now, Jordy. I mean, with a goalie. I mean, it, it's all relative. It's like West yeah. Virginia. It's all relative. Um, I mean, it, <laughs> you never know with these series. It, it could be with the backup coming in and see when Razik comes back. I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to stick with six. You never know how it's going to turn out, so I'll stick with six. Sure. That makes sense. It's playoff um, hockey. It is. But let's move over to Columbus wait, and wait, Boston. Wait. Are you going to give us all everyone's picks? So Greg and I. So Greg, you had them in seven. I'm going to think you're either. Are you sticking with Carolina in seven? Or are you changing your mind? No. You know what? Why? Why would I change now, Jordy? If it not, be a man of your convictions. Uh, you know, there's already there's already speculation that the first round that you had it wrong. So I'm going to stick whoa, with my whoa, seven. Whoa. Wow. I think if you listen back, I think I wrote them down right. I'm not I'm not that crazy of a person. I also <laughs> had them in stick. I'm gonna stick with that. Let's move over to your brew crew, though. The Bruins oh, and the and the Columbus Blue Jackets are currently tied at one, as Jared mentioned, a double overtime game last night. Um the Bruins looked like they had the first game pretty handily, but Columbus showing what they did against Tampa, really grinding that out and knowing how to how to stifle a, a Bruins team that you know it, the depth is a question of, of one way or the other but you mentioned Charlie Coyle and I think that that I think the Bruins just have the, the couple steps deeper in terms of offensive depth I think defensively they certainly have the depth there and if Tuca keeps playing the way that he is I think this could, I think it could be quicker than six I I pick the 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 Bruins to finish in six games but um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think that I think if Tuka keeps staying hot, outside of a double overtime loss, it could be could be a quicker series. It could be five. But 
I don't know. What have you guys thought about this series so far? Yeah, so first and foremost, the reason why the Bruins are where they are right now is because of penalties. Uh, they had that game yep. five on five. They were controlling every step of the way. They took some dumb penalties, which led to tying goals and then the game winner. And quite frankly, it, it's a little reminiscent of, of how the Bruins beat the um, Toronto Maple Leafs because it was a similar situation where the Maple Leafs were controlling five on five, but the Bruins kept getting power play opportunities and took advantage of it. Uh, Columbus has too much talent. Um, they've proven that too much talent offensively to not produce on the power play and a Boston team that's trying to be physical. The problem is Columbus is matching that physicality. Columbus, yeah. Columbus realized in the first game that they can't bully Boston. Like they bullied, uh, Tampa. So I think that threw him for a loop a little bit, but uh, you know, I think game three, hopefully the Bruins come out with a little, little more energy than they did uh, in this, in this game two. Granted again, Tuca was this whole reason why that, uh, you know, it went to double overtime and, and the Bruins, like you mentioned, Jordy had a chance to make it 2-0 going back to Columbus uh, and probably should have. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I said seven games, I knew it was going to be grind and uh, I, I stand by it. Yeah, I'm in a similar boat. I thought they, they, you know, I think they get it done in six. Um, I just think the Bruins, the way they can play defensively, I think can shut them down. But I could see it going seven too. I, I feel confident in six coming through this. I think they might split the games in Columbus, come back to two, and the Bruins get it done there. I mean, if they if they really dominate Columbus in either games three or four, it, it really is gonna gonna say a lot. But I'm not going to count the, the Blue Jackets out. Nope. We saw what they did in the first round. Jared, what say you, my man? You picked – you're riding high with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So how are well, you feeling so far? You know, it's one of those – I watched the game last night getting ready uh, before the half this morning, and I went to bed after the first. And I was watching the game, and I went, wow. There was – you could just see once again, you know, I like I said, I hate the generalities, but with playoff hockey, there was hits. There were shots. Mm. And – if Bob is good, like we said from the beginning, Bob is going to carry them in a sense. And, I mean, you had Matt Duchesne kick the puck to himself to score the overtime goal. Um, Boston is just a juggernaut. It really is. I just think it's going to be mistakes on their part. And I firmly feel that it's going to be mistakes moving forward that really puts them behind. And, and Greg, I hate to say it, but it's the, Boston reminds me of the Penguins a lot. They have the talent. They have the lines. But it, it's going to be them getting a little overzealous that it really bites them in the ass in the end. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's definitely concerning because uh, there's two guys on the team right now that were stellar all year, yep. really, really good to begin the playoffs and for the Bruins, and they took big hits in the Toronto series, that being Jacob DeBrus and David Pasternak. And the two of them have been shells of themselves ever since. They look like they're they're coasting around. They're afraid of contact. They're afraid of hits. And Bruce Cassidy keeps playing them, obviously, because they're two of the top guys on the team. But they just, like you mentioned, Jared, they're just intimidated right now. And for whatever reason, they're not they're forgetting the fact that they're these elite players and they're in the NHL and you know, they're on the second, now the best, the most points regular season team left in the playoffs. Uh, yep. And they should be playing with some confidence, but the two of them are really 
playing timidly right now. And, and I think for the Bruins to be successful moving forward, those two really need to find their game uh, and, and just be a shell of themselves or just be a touch of themselves a little bit uh, more than they have been the first two games. And even ga- going back to game six and seven from the Toronto series, they really were shells of themselves. So uh, hopefully those two turn around. Hopefully the Bruins can pull it out. Uh, I'm sticking with Bruins and seven. Something about being in Boston for game seven is uh, is hard to pass up for them. Yeah, so- I, I, I'm in a similar boat. But I think if they figure that figure it out and, and the Bruins forward depth stays where it is, because obviously Columbus added a lot up front there, but I, I really think if the, if the Bruins come together with how they've played how they played in the first round and their top guys figure it out, I think I think they can really get get it done. I, I feel still pretty confident about them getting this thing done in six games. Hey, good for you. I'm I'm so glad you feel that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I pick they're my they're my cup winner. I got to feel confident on it. I'm just doubling down, doubling down. You know, yeah, boy, the life of the degenerate. It's gonna happen. So, Jerry, I gotta ask you. You you mentioned the Robert Kraft stuff looming. Mm. Um, you feel that this is really gonna affect the Bruins coming into this round? Uh, not at all. It just it's just the way they get Greg rattled. <laughs> Craig, how do you feel about that? I mean, six championship players. You can't really rattle me with with. Robert Kraft uh, was getting a quick feel before before the Super Bowl game just to get out some nerves. Um, All right. Yeah. You can't rattle me because we had six first. I mean, six first versus how many have you seen in your lifetime? I've got to see all six. So, well, you're right. You know, three and three, it's fine. I mean – Boston's working on a Boston's working on a chance to have all four major championship trophies at the same time. Um, with the Celtics looking very much realistic, and the Bruins now with no superstar team left, all the Bruins have to do is just play their game. <laughs> Wildly enough, uh, you know, I think the Celtics. I think Giannis had a little bit of a slip up today. I think. Uh, I mean, Giannis might. Yeah, Giannis might figure it out. I wouldn't get so far to to step over him. You beat him last year, but you know. Even your own Bill Simmons is a big Giannis guy, basically sucking that guy's dick. So I wouldn't get too far yet. Whoa, Jordy, keep wow. it in your pants, huh? Jeez. No, I, I the, listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. No, not no, to no, other listen, stuff, but no he loves free ads. I'm not listening to anyone else's podcast. <laughs> get out oh, of here. man. I yeah. will say this right now, and I will continue to say it. I want the Bruins to win, but I want the Sixers to be the ones to. They got to get by Toronto first, so I'm not overstepping my bounds. But I want the Sixers to be the ones to finish it off. So Joel Embiid can say, "I want you. I want you to know it was me. We love you, Africa." But, but, but you I want know you to know it was me. I'll tell it this way, boys: before Matt DiStefano, the fake Matty D, because he doesn't listen to these, haven't haven't shook him in a while. Um, Pittsburgh doesn't have a basketball team. We had the Pipers and the Condors, so I have no skin in the game. How, <laughs> how do Pipers and Condors fit for basketball in Pittsburgh? Don't Pipers because there's a lot of rivers. Don't you, you do it? Don't out? you ask questions that you don't, don't want to know the answers to? Way before my time, just like the first four uh, Super Bowls. Jordy, you don't want don't ask questions you don't want to know the answers to, bud. I like to know the answers to everything. You know, that's why I'm I mean, the knowledge and that's the truth. Oh, let's yikes. move west, though. Let's we, move west, young man. Should so we, we uh, talk about the game on my uh, TV right now, boys? The uh, that just started. We're about a minute in. We have Colorado and San. Jose, I was going to start with Dallas and St. Louis since since they've played two games. That's fine. Are good Go with that. So let's start with them. The Stars and St. Louis. It's one one there. 
both teams really, really great performances in the first round. Dallas getting it done in five games against Nashville or in six games. Um, and St. Louis getting it done pretty handily over Winnipeg. And and hence the the challenge from Greg here of I'm sure him decide, you know, him wanting to go against the green and everything, as we mentioned. Um but yeah, I mean, this is probably one of the, one of the series. I'm, I mean, both Western Conference series. I think I'm looking forward to a little more just to watch. Sorry, who did uh, I pick? In the first round, you picked. I had it as you picking Winnipeg over St. Louis. But for this series right now, all three of us have this have the St. Louis Blues coming out of this out of this series, going to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, we have them in different games. Greg has them in five. Jared has them in six. And I have them in seven. Just out of respect of how well Dallas played. I know Nashville didn't really show up a ton against the stars, but I think the stars can really, can really push it here. I think Ben Bishop's playing really well. So I think you have to really give Ben Bishop and their superstars a little bit of respect. So that's why I went, went in seven, but I, I feel pretty confident in uh, Bennington and St. Louis. Been nasty. Yes. Been nasty. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest here. I from the beginning thought Dallas did not have the depth to match any team. I I don't want to say forgot, but for whatever reason, I I chose to misremember Ben Bishop's uh, you know Pro- playoff Bucks? ability. Playoff yeah. ability. You know he he always does well in the playoffs, and Matt Zuccarello. Didn't play for the end of the season for Dallas, so it kind of made me forgot about him. But this this Dallas team, the reason why I picked against them is because I just didn't think they had the depth, and I didn't think they had the, you know, the the real goaltending, the grit, everything they needed to to really uh, win a playoff series. Um, granted, Nashville played terribly uh, and definitely definitely showed that they're in turmoil um, or were in turmoil by the end of the year. But um, Dallas, to me. Still, I still feel that St. Louis, uh, which is why I picked them, St. Louis ha- just has more to go with, has more to, um, you know, more to their advantage, if you will. But Ben Bishop really is the wild card to me. And if, if Bishop outplays Bennington, then D- Dallas very easily could be moving on again. Well, I, I think one of the things, boys, I can say is, as we talked about, like Chicago, at one point in the season, the Blues were dead last in the NHL. Yes. And the I first think team post-New Year to make the playoffs when they've been yeah. in dead last. And first off, number one, their song, their winning song is Gloria. Gloria, I don't have your number. Like, that's number one. When you have that as your, your winning song, I mean, you, you can't go back. Number two... That puts a fire under your ass when you're in dead last in the NHL, and then you can come back, make the playoffs, and make it to the second round. If you're not feeling yourself at some point, I'm not saying feeling yourself to where you can't play, but that doesn't give you a hard on to like do the net, do the damn thing. Really feeling yourself there. Exactly. Well, I mean, not too much. Not too. Not too soon. You don't want to blow your load early. Um, I, I, th- I think it's one of those where with the blues, wait, girls don't like that. How does your roommate like it? Ooh, Whoa. getting personal. Well, it's not personal. It's just a question of, well, pass. We're going to pass on that. Next 
Take a step back. Take a step back. Yeah. We're taking a step back. That was too personal. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, now I'm blushing. What a, what a world. Never embarrassed. Never embarrassed, Jerry. Oh, I didn't say I was embarrassed. I'm just red-faced. Uh, <laughs> I, I might have had a wine here this evening. Um, boys, I, I think it's 1-1 one, one is not a make or break in a series. That's why we play seven games. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's unlike the Penguins who don't know what the fucking win is this year. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I can really say that we need to see what happens in the next game. I mean – Ben Bishop played one hell of a game last night, and yep. I believe it was about five minutes left. He made a critical save, and and let's just see what game three holds. Now, if the Blues come out hard and fast in the third game, I think it's a you know I think I said six games. It could be a five game series at that point. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with this because. Both teams really can step it up, and we've seen it in the playoffs, especially with St. Louis and how well they played in the first round. But Dallas certainly can too, and and I think defensively, with Ben Bishop right behind it, but their defensemen can play incredibly well. And their first line, I mean, yep. granted, St. Louis is it has the depth, and that's why I still feel confident of St. Louis to win the series. But if Dallas really figures out how to flex that first line. I mean, they they could they could pull this thing out. I feel I feel pretty confident in in terms of games. I I take the over on over under of six games of for this thing to go to set go the full go the full distance. But I still feel feel pretty confident about the Blues here. Awesome. So Jared, give us an update. What's going on in Game Two, San Jose versus uh, Colorado? All right, boys. So before I go to a couple things I pulled up here, um, it is fourteen thirty. They just had a face off in the. Uh, the shark zone. It is zero, zero. However, the game started with Mike Ricci and Evgeny Nabokov hyping up the fans. Nice. Nabokov. Remember him? Is it, is it Holy Mike? Is it, is it Recky or Ricky? No, uh, Mark Recky played for the Penguinis and the Flyers and the Bruins won a cup. And yeah. And the Montreal Canadiens and probably. Well, and the, he actually started. Is that related though? What's that? Mike is not related to Mark? No, because one is R-E-C-C-H-I and one is R-I-C-C-I. Oh, did not realize that. Yeah, okay. the, the spelling, you know, it's it's fundamental. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And I can't read. Um, so, yeah, right now, I mean, that was a cool to see them. Mike Re- 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 Ricci, no fucking teeth. None. Literally the first mm. four teeth you see, he had them out tonight. Great flow. You, I mean, you said he played professional hockey back in the day? He might have, but here's the thing. Even though Evgeny like had all his chiclets, Ben Bishop got a tooth knocked out, if you haven't heard about that. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, we did not talk about that before. It's uh, an anomaly of a goalie dad that happened. Holy Jordy, shit. Jordy, I'm going to end up getting one taken out in broom ball. I guarantee it. Uh, I, I feel like you're going to be – you're going you're gonna to strike first before somebody hits your your – Lovable giblets, Jared. Oh, lovable giblets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, buddy? So, boys, um, I want to talk about one thing before we go into the second round. So, well, no, that that took a turn quick. It did. It did. You got to watch the giblets. That's why you wear a cut. Yeah. Yeah. So, number one. Oh, I think giblets are teeth. The jibs. 
No, no. Giblets are usually your balls. <laughs> I've heard Jibs' teeth as well, so that's why I meant there. Wow, I've never heard that. But, uh, yeah. any, anywho, let's go on number one. So um, we're going to go back to the first series before, before we go to the second series. So uh, breaking news uh, as of the 25th, if anybody saw it, the league did reach out and apologize to George McPhee in Vegas that um, they apologized for the major penalty call. Um, that in itself, for everybody who doesn't know, uh, Joel Pavelski off a of face-off got uh, cross-checked. Yep. In, in he missed game one because of this. Yep. And essentially the throat. And then he got kind of blindsided, which is normal on a play like this because you're trying to get your thing. Well, his, his head hit the ice and he kind of was bleeding from some orifice. Uh, more than likely, he cracked his head open mm-hmm. during that. So with, with the league came in. And Jordy, if if you want to tell the tell those listening at home, how many goals did the uh, Sharks score on that major penalty? Yeah, so I'll I'll do you one better. It was three nothing Vegas when this penalty happened, and as I was watching the game, I actually when Vegas went up three nothing, I turned the game off to go take a shower and and go to bed and whatnot. And I had had alerts on of scores and whatnot because I'd been at the Sixers, see them take care of the Nets, and get out of the shower. And it's four three San Jose, so I hop out. I watch the end of the game, and I finally see this penalty. Uh, they scored four goals to answer your question on that power play on this major power play. Which, if you've seen the penalty, it should not have been a major. It should have been just regular, probably regular penalty. I mean, depending on who you talk to, what school, what school you come from, some people might have just said this. Is, that's a part of you know faceoffs and whatnot. But there's blood out there. I can yep. see why they called a major. I, I I don't agree with it, but I mean it's it's yeah. also the captain too, and and yeah, looking at it and researching it. And Greg, I, I'd love to hear your thought on it. Sometimes it's like the NFL; some things need to be reviewable. And to yeah, out, that should have been. I mean, it's re- headshots are reviewable in football. That should be if they, if it is in football where they're taking the most precaution possible, especially in something where a guy got thrown out. Because yep. in college yes. football, where a headshot is ejection automatically, and what they do is they review it. It yep. should be in everything else. If you're going to re- eject somebody for something like that, it should be. If it isn't in amateur, quote-unquote, we don't need to jump into that. But if it is in the amateur level, it should absolutely be in a professional level. If you're, gonna, if you're going to eject a player from the game for it. To, to quote... Um, McPhee with the NHL's apology, but with respect to the organization, there will be no pity parties. We're not feeling sorry for ourselves. Stuff happens in this game. We're going to take the rearview mirror out of it and move forward and put a real good team on the the ice next year. We're not going to carry on a big suitcase full of yesterdays. That's not going to happen. Yes. You know, Greg, what's your, what say you? Yeah, I, uh, it's so tough because Things are happening so quickly, um, and referees, uh, officials at all levels, really don't have like we have the luxury of of, of replay, right? We have the luxury of being able to yep. slow things down, um, and it's becoming, you know, the, the Saints in the Super Bowl. It's becoming, you know, the fact that outcomes of playoff games, outcomes of you know, regular season, you can get by, okay, fine, no problem. But playoffs and and when things really count, when things really matter, um, there has to be some sort of like the two minute drill in the NFL where, hey, upstairs, we can automatically review a play. Hey, upstairs, we can automatically review a penalty. And I think it should only be if a penalty is called. Like in this case, the penalty was called, and 
which would still hurt the Saints. But in this case, the penalty was called, and if you look at it, it there was no malice intent. That yeah, the blood's mm-hmm. blood, and a high stick you get a four minute. Um, in theory, for the high stick you get a four minute, and when there's blood, but regular no blood is just two minute. But this was like you said, Jordy. One guy hit him with a stick accidentally. The other guy came in and cleaned him out, just trying to skate to block a shot. It yep. was it really was a fluke play that um, it was just a part of what happened. And it resulted, I mean, it resulted in him getting injured, which uh, you never want to see. You never want to see it. I'm not at yeah. any level. So, so for me, and and just being the you know whatever level of hockey I've played, but for me, um, I think it's a you can call a penalty, sure. But throwing a guy out and giving him that that major in that scenario, I think, is was unwarranted. And I think the ref missed the call. And I think, like you said, Jared, they saw a guy laying on the ground with blood coming out of who, from who knows where. And all they saw was that. And they reacted based on the result as opposed to the actual hit itself. So yeah. I, you know, what I will have to say is and that's a great segue, Greg, for another article I pulled up. Uh, number one, I'm going to let you boys know at 12.04 in the first period, the Sharks scored, I believe it was Evander Kane. So it is one nothing Colorado. Uh, all right. Oh, well, you mean right San Jose? What? Or, yeah, San Jose. I'm, a, yeah, I'm, I'm dyslexic. It's fine. It's all good. Uh, all good. It's fine. Uh, but another thing is, too, it's the captain that has it coming out. So that's like Chara getting knocked down. It's like Crosby get it's knocked down. It's like Captain Cloud getting knocked down. As a captain, you're seen a little differently, and especially with Povelski. Um, I think I think that probably takes into it. But to, to that, um, to be quite honest with you, boys, an article came out, the Knights and the Sharks refs won't officiate in the second round, so two of the referees yes. won't be there. So it, it is, as of right now, one of the major referees in the NHL, Dan O'Halloran, will not be in 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 the second round. And I mean, Dan O'Halloran, for those who watch hockey, he's one of those major refs in the NHL. And the other one is Eric Furlat. Um, boys, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's just me watching so much baseball that – yeah. Guys who we've seen screw up calls and the ALDS, the NLDS, the <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's a really good point. The guys in the regular season too that just don't Joe West. they don't they don't get brought back for for the later rounds. I mean, to me, it, it sounds like the, the league recognized they screwed it up there, so to not bring him back in the next round and, and probably shelve them for the rest of the rest of the postseason. Uh, it's it's probably the league further just taking the L and realizing, Hey, you know what? We screwed up with this. These guys, we're going to move them out from there. That's what, that's why with the super bowl, it's why with the world series, they always talk about how much experience they had. It's the guys who have done the best have really come out unscathed throughout the season. I think, I think it sounds about right. Well, Greg, before we get to you, what if I were to tell you game seven was O'Halloran's two, 212th playoff game. I mean, I, th- I think it's two things. I think, one, you take the referee out of the situation so that for himself, self-preservation, for the league, for the referees union, you know, you make sure that he's not able to be scrutinized twice in one playoffs. It's a PR thing more than yep. anything else. Record speaks for itself. The two hundred, the fact that he that was his 200-and-whatever playoff game just proves that he's a good ref, and, 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 and his history speaks louder you know, than this one incident. 
Um, and he made a snap decision based on, again, the reaction as opposed to the play. And, sure. and when you watch it live, it looked bad. And when you watch it live, sure, you can call a penalty on it. Um, to give a guy five minutes and, and a major where he can't, you know, thrown out of the game and now, and now they're on a power play for five minutes straight. That is where I think they should be able to call upstairs. And the fact that they, they're no longer scheduled is I think strictly PR reasons, self-preservation for the refs, but also for the league in case, yeah. God forbid one of these guys makes another mistake. And now it's like, well, how he messed up the last one. How can you give him another shot? Yeah. That's what, more what I meant was shorter term, not bring themselves further into light. It's great that, that you have that number of games, but mm-hmm. you remember more of the more recent screw up than you do the legacy of, of everything. It can, the legacy can can fizzle out in a snap. As a, a state rep of mine who I used to work for said, Jared, one aw shit gets uh, ten thousand attaboys out the window. Yeah, and and it's true, and and, and also being myself, uh, being a referee and being in situations. Um, throughout my life now, granted, it's not the Stanley Cup or the, the, the World Series or whatnot. I've been in situations where I've had to say, you know what, I didn't see the play. Hell, on kickball the other night, they're like, he left early. And it, and it, and it, it was a veteran team that got knocked out of the, the playoffs to a younger team. If I can't see the play, I can't call it. But in that situation, I think one of the best things I could say, boys, is there was four officials that could have got together, talked, and I just really think since there was blood spilled, Jordy has my quote, you know, the sharks smell blood. Yeah. Um, I really think, and especially because it was the captain, I think that's why the decision was made. And was it the right or wrong decision? Really, at the end of the day, it was the wrong decision. That's why that this happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, the, the you're to you're not wrong to keep to bring the captain into it. Cause it's certainly something where, especially off the bench, that's what I think that's a big reason why they were able to go bang, 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 bang all within a short period of time of you fuck with our guy. You fuck with our leader. We're going to f- really fuck you up. Um, yeah. And, and I think, uh, Perfectly timed yikes from Craig there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's one of those things you're not you're not wrong of just the refs see yeah. see the see, they see the C on the ground and especially I mean he was bleeding from his head. I think yeah. all of it adds up to a perfect storm of we're gonna make this call. We can't we're not gonna see it right away. I think I think though, like we said right at the top of talking about this, I think it was uh you know, something that should have been reviewable and, and kind of figure out, hey, are we are we making the right call here? I think especially because there is an ejection thrown out there. I mean, basketball has it with flag- with all their flagrant fouls and technical fouls and all that stuff to determine it. Yeah, base- I mean, their you know, ejections in baseball are their own world, but football yeah. has them for their ejections. So, I, I, you know, I think that's just something that the NHL is probably going to review over the summer and, and figure it out that way. Yeah, but I mean, let's talk about the series itself, though, because we're we're kind of taken away from just Colorado, what they did to, to Calgary, because they, I think we all kind of forgot how well that first line can play together, and they really showed it in that first series. I mean, Calgary, aside from probably their biggest question mark, their goaltending, uh, the rest of their team just didn't show up, and I think Colorado really took advantage of it. Um, they have, you know, we talked about it a little bit. They have Grubauer. 
and he played really well. And I think, you know, granted he, he has not been playing well through the first game and currently they're losing the second game, but I mean, what do you guys think so far through the first game plus of this series? Well, just to touch on your Calgary point, I think it proves more than anything else that the playoffs is such a different game than the regular season. Everyone's talking about how it's, it's speed, it's blah, blah, blah. Now it's all skill, it's finesse. But the Capitals last year, they had speed and toughness. They were physical, right? Their yep. best player was, you know, is an, you know a big hitter at times. Teams right now that are left, you know, Dallas, Jamie Benn throws, throws his hands around, fights Char, gets big hits. St. Louis, a big grinding team. You know, Colorado, I could say, would be the most skilled team left in terms of just that skill with speed without um, – physicality san jose physicality all up and down boston columbus same thing carolina and the islanders are only here because that's all they have is they play defense and they're just physical so it the playoffs is such a different game and i think if we're seeing it firsthand now colorado really i think is gonna get bullied around a little bit in this series by san jose um at least that's what they're they've didn't got bullied in game one we'll see what happens uh game two and game three especially at home. But I think end of the day, I think San Jose, um, just the style of the playoff style, they, their game fits in a lot better. Uh, the thing that's going to hurt them obviously is their inconsistent goaltending for San Jose and their inconsistent, uh, or their injuries. So if anything, if the, if, if the avalanche can score on Jones and they can score on them early and often, then we're talking about different series. I think the avalanche have, if they can do that, they can put up a lot of goals and win, but, uh, end of the day, I think the total sum, and if Jones plays half as well as he played at the end of the series versus Vegas, then I think San Jose uh, takes it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Well, well, boys, I, I have to say, too, two points. Number one, and we'd be remiss as a podcast we didn't say this. And Jordy, correct me if I'm wrong, none of the divisional winners are in the playoffs anymore. No, it's the first time ever that all four top four, like the, the, the two eighths, the two sevens, the wild card teams, however you want to refer to them. It's the first time that all of them have won. The top four seeds are out. It's the first time ever in the the history of the 16 teams, which goes back for nearly 40 years that this has ever happened. So it's an yeah. incredible first round that that caps off by this stat alone. Yeah. And, and I and I think and I thank you for clarifying that. That's big. Uh, I saw a shirt on I think it was Twitter, and I can't remember what it was, but it's like it was uh, all the logos, and it's like chaos. It's essentially chaos reigns. I might be quoting a tattoo for one orange mascot in the NHL. I won't say who that is because it's the just, great, the great one. The great one. The great Wait, one. That's cute. Yeah, the great take, one. Take a lap, Jordy. Yeah, take yeah. That's that's a lap on that one Thursday. Yo. <laughs> being, uh, being neither captain nor assistant captain for Thursday, even though you won't be there, take a lap. It's game three, game three of the the Eastern Conference semis. But oh please, seven sixes aren't winning anything. Wow! Wow! This doesn't mean I can't go and support. Your 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 softball league is way more important than watching. Got to support the team. Got to support the team. Exactly. You got to support the softball team. You're paying gotta, money to be there. Got to support Embiid. Got to support Embiid. He, we wow. love you, Africa. Got to wow. support Embiid. Wow. Oh, my God. What has Embiid wow. ever done for you? He wow. gets hurt every year in the playoffs. I thought, 
he and I became friends last week. I saw him on a street corner. He gets he hurt every right year in my eyes. He, he looks right in my eyes. I'm he gets hurt every year him. in the playoffs. What has he ever done for you? What do you mean every? This is his second year in the playoffs. What do you mean every year? You're generalizing. He did great against the Nets. One game against Kawhi and his shit, where he did, did you know, he decides he's going to be Kawhi and Kawhi it out, you know, and him. Kawhi it out. Yeah, what are you talking about? Did Joel Embiid is he covering Kawhi? Is Kawhi covering Joel Embiid? Because no. it's a mismatch. No, it absolutely what? is a mismatch. Anyway, we're talking about we're talking about hockey here, Greg. We're talking about hockey here, Jared. Continue your thoughts. Second point, yeah. <laughs> please. Thank you. The defense, the defense is not resting. San Jose is the last team, and correct me if I'm wrong, boys, to be in the Stanley Cup Finals left in these playoffs. Yes, they are. Yeah, of all teams left, they are the. We not, especially with wait, Joe. What? Or- wait, what was that stat? So the, the what Jared means is that uh that the they are the most they of all all teams remaining they are the ones to most recently have been in the Stanley Cup Finals three years ago because the Penguins are out the Predators are out as are Vegas and and Washington who are I like year. that one Greg I mean what about yeah. what about the entire Bruins core that has won a cup no no, 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 no he no, means he no, means no, inter- no, most so the the Sharks were there three years ago is what Jared means the Bruins have made the Stanley Cup Finals in eight years is what. That's what Jared means. Who's being a homer now, Greg? <laughs> oh, we'll call out there. We'll call um, out and, and, there. And also, Joe Thornton and his beard, which should be Grecian, but it won't be. Um, you, you, that you can't, you can't deny that. Three years ago, the Sharks were in the Stanley Cup Finals, losing to my Penguinies. Um, and boys, at the 4:55 mark, somebody's getting called here for the Avalanche. Not very happy. I don't think he has even pubic hair. Um, he doesn't even have facial hair. Uh, They're a young is- team. I mean, that that oh, is something to be mentioned, Colorado. Oh, and that was not good. It was turn your jersey around. Uh, it so what it was. It was a cross check from behind, uh, and the San Jose player went face forced into the glass, and it was a. Nikita Zadarov. Um, he got a two-minute recording. Probably should have been a four, but, you know, it is what it is. Okay. Um, you know, so that, that's that's your live-action shot there. Um, I, I really think that being in the Stanley Cup Finals over three years ago, I mean, I think that plays a lot into it, especially Certainly. when and, – and even though you have, you have new players and whatnot on the team – Playoff hockey is different, but being no, in the same, and San Jose has enough has enough of the same squad from three yeah. years ago that it it really makes sense. Um, and I'll let you finish your point before because I actually took the Avalanche in this series, so I'll let you finish your point. And I'll sort of defend myself here, please. And I mean, I'll just leave it at this: Stanley Cup final. It's like two series, or actually three. We'll talk it that way. You have number one, you have the first and second and third rounds. Those are yep. two different series themselves, in my opinion. I yep. humble. But once you get to the Stanley Cup Finals, all bets are off. That's a whole different ball game. That's a whole new ball, Lex. Me and Miss, me being Mr. Cliche, throw it out there. But once you get into the Stanley Cup Finals, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who your team is, if it's an eight versus one, if it's a two versus three, however it is. It's one of those boys where you're equal. And oh, even for though sure. 
you're not on the scorecard or whatever it be and how many of this, you are equal. You've made it to the precipice. It's whoever just pushes it over the top. For sure. Um, so I will quickly defend myself and then Greg, I'll throw it over to you. Um, I picked the abs in six. Um, right now it's, you know, it's looking okay. I mean, granted both teams are in San Jose. Series doesn't start until the away team wins. But I, you know, I think the, the abs have the top line power that Vegas didn't. Uh, we talked a little bit there that, that Vegas possibly should have won that first round. Um, I love, and I've always loved picking for the sharks too. So I don't want San Jose people to think, you know, I'm just against you. Cause I picked you against you twice. Um, but I, you know, I think just how Grubauer has played, I think granted now this is the second game where he's fallen behind, but I think the avalanche have the, the firepower to match San Jose. I think if they can squeak out one win, whether it's, they come back tonight or they, they not, they not this thing up at two apiece at home and they squeak something out in game five. I just think that they have the ability to pull this thing out in six. If it does go seven, I, I think all bets are off. And, and I think San Jose probably pulls it out there. Cause if they really, if they, if they can't pull it out, it, it, it game seven might overcome them like it did in the first round. But um, yeah, I think, I think Grubauer is really the key for the abs there along with their first line, but Grubauer has really got to, at this point, especially, he's got to remain unscathed. Greg, what 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 say you about this round? I think if San Jose stays out of the box and keeps Colorado off their power play, uh, I think San Jose takes this pretty. I mean, pretty easily. Uh, counterpoint to you, Jordy. I mentioned a, a few a little bit ago, but the Avalanche—they're more physical than the Flames, sure, mm-hmm. which is why they beat up on the Flames. But they're still one of those teams that relies on their skill. Yeah, more glass cannon. Yeah, I mean, whatever cliche you want to put on it, but uh, or metaphor you want to put on it. But I think they rely more on their skill than than anything else. And I think sure. San Jose, as you guys all mentioned, have have playoff knowledge. They have they know what it takes to win in the playoffs, and they know what type of game they're going to play. And they're dictating their game right now. Oh, um, sure. And they they got a gift in round one in beating Vegas, who I thought was going to come out of the West. Um, and I think most people thought Vegas was going to come out of the West again. So for San Jose to be in the position they're in now, I mean, granted, yes, they got a gift in one game, but all the other games they had to win on their own. So that said, I think San Jose has the tools and I think it's going to be, again, comes down to Jones. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You have them in six. You feel confident, Greg? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Same, I mean, I same think- number and everything. Yeah, I think San Jose, or I think uh, Colorado wins a game at home. Um, maybe steals one, but I think uh, I think I'm confident San Jose in six. And Jared, I'm going to read the quote you sent me, and I need you to translate this because there's a little bit of of there's one quotation mark that's just by itself. I copy and pasted this from the email. Since blood was spilled, the sharks smelled it. They sharks in five, and I added a pause there. There was no, yeah. the, it was just there. Uh, comma, same <laughs> sentence. Standing next to a mountain, comma, still capitals. Chop it down and with a wave of my hand, capital M. Quote the lone quotation mark. Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> and why is there only one quotation mark in this quote you sent me? Well, because I was doing it at work. Don't listen to this YMCA because Jordy was like, you know, I need this. Um, you know it exactly as I do. Jimi Hendrix standing next to a mountain. Hulk Hogan. I chop it down with the wave of my hand. The avalanche, 
the mountain versus the shark. Ah, okay. Ah, look at that. Second level, Jordy. There Boy, it is. I didn't want to add any sort of I don't want to add anything onto it. I've misquoted you before. Your words. You've been upset no, about it. I don't want to misquote you again. I do not want to come under that accusation. So I need to ask. Jordy, I need clarification. Jordy, just take Jared's name out of your mouth. Wait till I get into politics. I'll be misquoted all the time. Take, <laughs> take Jared's name out of your mouth. No, no. Oh, that's nice. But here's here we'll go third level. We'll go third level. I'll give you another reason why the Avalanche won't win. Wait. Their coach. Three Jared levels? Bednar. Oh, my God. No, no, no. Jared Bednar. One R. Okay. Oh, only one R. Not like go. Jared Eikhoff, who's Jarad. No, 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 no. I'm Jared. Two R's. And there's yeah. not two R's. So, you know what? Double the fun. Double the R's. Two N's, That's two awesome. L's. I, I, know that, I know that life, baby. Two N's, two L's. You got to double it up. You oh, got gosh. to. Greg, don't. don't Greg, you have two T's in your name. You double it up, baby. I don't have two double T's in my name. And Piatelli? I have one T in my name. Yikes. Whoops. Yikes. Thanks for coming. Oh, two L's. Yeah, you're a two L guy. You're a two L guy. <laughs> there we go. Two, doubled up. That's I was thinking it was peel peel it to, uh, yeah, to be fair to be fair to you, Jordy, the ancestors who came over off the boat had two T's and they changed it okay. at, at Ellis Island All right. to one. Right. So yeah. I'll give you I'll give you some credit. Yeah, I mean, I was O'Connell before at Ellis Island, so you know it all well, happens. Um, so, Jared, Wall. do you feel confident though at five? Or are you? Are you? Uh, Wait. So, when did your family link up with uh, George Washington himself? Uh, at some point, I don't know. That's a. Uh, we would ask Army George, but you know, well, we, we have to get you on Ancestry.com. We have to get you on Ancestry.com. If they sponsor the podcast, we'll find that out. We'll we'll find it out that way. <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll go that way. Uh, Jared, do you feel confident those sharks in five? Or are you, you changing anything on there? Is a pig's ass pork. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so we're going to wrap this thing up. Greg, I want to tell you a quick story. This afternoon was hanging out with a few friends and a, a guy. God. Yeah, Greg's Greg's like sucking up laughing gas. Uh, I mean, oh, man. Uh, right after Passover ends, no less. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Greg, hanging out with a few guys this afternoon, and uh, one of my buddies is a big Patriots fan. Heard of him. And in walks into the bar, walks some guy who we don't even know, starts shit talking our buddy, Jared. It was Paul, it was Paul Kimball. So I'm all right. So (laughs) he comes up to me and says, You an asshole that likes these Boston teams? I know, no, I'm from Philadelphia. He goes, Oh, where from? And said, You know, the suburbs I'm from. And he mentions he's from. This one area north of Philly, Bucks County, Jared, to give you a little background. Mm. And I asked him what high school did he go to? And he goes, oh, I'm from this town. And I said, hey, you know, I, I actually went to boarding school in Massachusetts, but I had a buddy who's from the neighboring town and mentioned our buddy Jake's name. Mm. And apparently this guy apparently knew Jake and kept saying all this stuff. Yeah. I trash talk Goldberg. Um, and this guy was beyond hammered and goes, yeah, and he's a fuck. That guy's a fucking Patriot fan. I'm like, well, no, he's actually a giant fan. Oh, fuck, does this make sense? And I don't know. It was something I thought you might appreciate, Greg. Um, you know, another Berkshire guy just coming into the fold. Um, and sounds like a winner. Uh, this whoever you're talking to at the bar, uh, yeah. he's a Patriot fan. No, he was. He was wearing a Cubs shirt, but apparently oh. was a four for four Eagles guy, a uh, Philadelphia oh, guy. Well, it makes sense that he's a scumbag Eagle fan, but uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we're 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 Whoop. 
what nine months, four what? four months away from the Eagles coming back. So we'll we'll Eagles keep those coming back. Oh my god, please. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we shorted up for Carson. He's going to be a little healthier this year. Come out, are you on the team? Uh, oh, oh, all right, all right, fair enough. Ooh. They shorted up. They shorted up. But Jared, how you feel? They traded up to the top ten for the first time. The Steelers did. Well, you know what? In a, in a while, I should say. Well, you know me. I'm not a. I'm not a follow it, died in the wool um, Steelers fan. I love my boys. Um, good for them. I think it's going to be a great. It was a great pick. Um, but it's one of those guys where we don't know till they get through training camp and they see action, whether or not they're there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's one of the biggest things where, I mean, a linebacker coming in from Michigan, Mike Sambuco is going to be excited. Yeah. You can get him and Matty D on the, uh, on the bandwagon. Well, once again, Matty D fake Matty D you guys got to meet, you both have to meet the real Matty D, my cousin. Who's yeah, we do just the best. Love that. Yeah. I would love to. Yeah. Um, it, it's, you know, good for the Steelers. I mean, the Patriots, the Patriots had a good draft. Greg, what's your thought? I mean, I know this is the hockey pod, but there's a couple points I want to bring up and especially with football, but how do you think the, uh, the Pats did? And Bill, we trust. Oh, Bill, we wow. trust. Greg, uh, I finally watched the two bills, the 30 for 30 last oh, week. It was dude, great. Just finally watched that. Yeah. I hadn't, I had missed it and it was finally on demand. So I got to watch it. No, honestly. Um, oh, good Bill Bill impression. Oh, yeah. So Seattle, Seattle, great, Seattle. great thirty for thirty. But I th- think that I think the Patriots didn't didn't get a tight end, um, and I was a little frustrated by that. But again, in Bill, we trust. Um, you know, he hasn't steered the the team wrong in a while. It's funny because Jared, normally the Patriots don't go after flashy names. They don't go after receivers and running backs in the first say, round. Didn't I- a wide receiver got picked in. That's what I'm saying. They d- they don't do that in the first round in the last two years. Sony right. Michelle. Did, and now- did the Patriots not trading for Josh Rosen prove the Cardinals right in drafting Kyler Murray? Um, it was a bill. It was a move Bill didn't make. And you know when Bill makes a move or doesn't make a move, you got to second guess yourself. <laughs> no, I if you're any I, other team in the NFL. No, I think Josh Rosen needs a uh, needs another shot. But no. it's funny, Jared, because. Everyone in the AFC got better, but so did the Patriots. So, uh, on one hand, I think it was a great draft for them, but I think uh, they they still have a need at tight end. But they're hoping that uh, all these weapons and running backs and receivers around Brady will be enough to uh, to fulfill to fulfill like three people will fill the role of one Gronk, if that makes sense. Well, I know you're you're not wrong there. I mean, I mean, hell, I had a conversation today about the Patriots' tight ends. One of them being retired, retired, and one of them being retired, uh, retired, uh, and one of them being of the late variety. Um, I mean, see what you may there. Um, you know, it, it's one of those where with with the Steelers, I can't really say much about what they picked. Um, I know we picked, an, I believe we picked another QB in there. Um, I mean, at least we're not the Giants picking the Eli Manning one of Jones, who would be who would play Eli Manning in a made-for-TV movie. On that's uh, the best NFL draft meme that I've seen in the last couple oh, of years. It's, it's excellent. On uh, they Hallmark did Channel. though, Jared. They picked up Don Bragalona, a Lehigh running back. Did they really? Yeah, they got wow. him as an undrafted free agent. So we can't. As much as I don't like the Giants, you got to give them little props there for getting one of our boys. I mean, being there this weekend. I mean, okay, we'll do that. All right. 
So to wrap things up, how do you guys, who are you guys thinking now? Cause you, Jared, you had the penguins, Greg, you had Tampa. How do you guys feel the Stanley cup finals are going to shake out? Jared, I'll start with you. All right. We'll st- I, I think it's going to end up being, I'm going to say it's going to be the sharks. Mm-hmm. They're going to make it through. And then if we're looking over at the East, uh, you know what? Fuck it. Carolina. Wow. Okay. Greg, how about you, my man? After game one of the Bruins-Columbus series, I would have said the Bruins. Game two, they look so exhausted and tired. Luckily, they have a a, a third day off randomly in this series, weirdly enough. Um, So that should help them. Mm -hmm. Um, But just kidding. They don't have that. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, and game three is Tuesday, so they have three days off there. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Bruins. I'm gonna say Bruins out of the East and uh, San Jose and St. Louis in the second in the in the Western Conference Finals. I think it's gonna be Carolina and Boston. I think Boston beats Ooh. Carolina, and I think uh, I think fuck it, San Jose beats St. Louis, and then it's Jumbo Joe versus the Bruins for the Cup. Wow, I. Like that final four, I just flip your Western Conference teams. I still have the Bruins over St. Louis in the finals. I think uh, I really want to match a rematch of the Carolina-Boston series. Greg, you and I saw our senior year of high school. And I want a rematch of three years ago when the San Jose Sharks last won the Western Conference against St. Louis. And I think Jordan Bennington carries them through that. So Bruins over St. Louis. I love it. Uh, Go Bruins. Well, boys, I just want to bring up two points because I think it's it's remiss if we don't. Uh, Sebastian Janikowski retired today mm-hmm. after I believe, 19 seasons between the Raiders and the Seahawks. Well brought up. Well brought up. What a fucking career. Yes. I mean, we, we can't say that. And then uh, Chase Elliott won Talladega today. And Jordy, as somebody who knows Dega, that's a good race. I missed it. I missed the whole race today, so I don't even know what happened. So it's fine. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch it either. I had a, a little bit of Ziza. As I mentioned, a little bit of an afternoon with the boys. But, guys, I think that's going to do it. Thank you so much for jumping on. I know uh, we got to go get depressed with Game of Thrones. Um, so we got to go play kickball. Oh, Jared, all right. So you you go win that, get a win tonight, and then uh, then we'll be in the same Jordy, mindset by the end of the night. Jordy, let's do a quick preview. Uh, give me one major character that dies tonight. Oh! oh man, Greg, you're gonna make this a lot of fun for me to edit this later. When we know the answers. Um, major you character the that answers? dies tonight. I mean, I think after last week, I'm gonna go chalk, but I think, uh, sadly, I think Sir Brienne dies. I think that oh, was no. uh, her send off. Uh, that's a great. That's a great point. I, you know, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna jump aboard that bandwagon. I say Sir Brienne dies as well. Yeah. Um, uh, boys. I'm going to say Reek himself, Pretty Mouth dies. Nice. You think so? All right. Good call. I'm going to say going to be a lot of fun for me to go edit after. Jordan dies too. Don't edit it. Put it it through. No, 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 this will be in, but it's going to be fun for me to listen back and be like, oh, we were so wrong. Oh, are you actually going to listen back? Because last time with our NHL picks, you just wrote it down at the time. You didn't actually listen back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Miss Slippy, Miss Slippy. I wrote it down right at the time. Listeners, go correct, Greg. We're already getting hashtag Greg was wrong by some of our loyal listeners that oh, live in my apartment with me. Are we? Uh, my apartment with me. Quote. Uh, well, you know what? That seems like a Homer pick. 
Yeah, well, the, then Emily's a homer. You know, she just she she loves to uh, she loves to prove you wrong. I guess. <laughs> oh, right. she, she literally tweeted already. I love it, Jordy. Give him give him the social media. Yeah, so follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, uh, and Greg. Are you Gurgus P on both Twitter and and Instagram? No, I don't really know what I am on Twitter. Yeah, you're Gurgis P on Instagram. Jared, I believe, is both Jared S. Barnes 21 on both. No, no, no. At Jared S. Barnes and at JSB46 on the ham. There it is. Uh, I'm Jordo9 <laughs> on both. But ThunderBLG on Twitter, Thunderbolt Sports on Instagram, just like the website, ThunderboltSports.com. Go Bees. Go Bees. Go Sox. Go Phillies. Go Sixers. Yeah, the Pirates just screwed the pooch. That's yeah, I mean, the NL Central is wide open. Christian Yelich got hurt today, sadly. Uh, hey, we're going to be fine. We're going for the Boston Sweep, boys. Hey, Joel Embiid will say it was me. But that's going to do it, boys. Thank you. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Say classy, Philly.